Hello, everybody. Um, I'm going to talk to you today about um, how the Conservation Authority implements the Greenbelt Plan through our um, planning program. Okay, the intent of the Greenbelt Plan is to protect our agricultural land and to protect our green space. Um, we do recognize uh, existing uses and recre recreational uses, that is recognized in the Greenbelt Plan. Um, the agricultural uses and the supportive uh, agricultural uses. Um, and I guess the intent is for the sustainable use um, within the Greenbelt Plan. Now we implement the Greenbelt Plan through um, a review of applications under the Planning Act. And that includes fish plan amendments, uh, zoning bylaw amendments, subdivisions, site plans, severance applications, minor variances. Um, we have a mem memorandum of understanding with our um, member municipalities, um, generally the upper tier, and then it flows through the lower tier municipalities. And we review those applications um, on behalf of the municipalities. Um, we look at... Um, I guess we're, we're trying to ensure conformity with the Greenbelt Plan, um, with any other plans, with provincial policy. Um, we also implement the Greenbelt Plan through our Review of Environmental Assessment Act proposals. And again, we are here to ensure conformity with the policies of the Greenbelt Plan, and, and our role is specific to the natural heritage. Now we have um, a regulation as well, um, so we've got on one hand the Planning Act, um, the Environmental Assessment Act, and then the other um, instance we have our, our own regulation, and that's Ontario Regulation 17906, and that was passed under Section 28 of the Conservation Authorities Act. You will find with different um, conservation authorities, they'll have a different um, name to their regulation. Um, we're 17906, someone else may be 17406. Um, they were basically all passed in, in May of 2006, and that was, um, I guess, a follow-through from the generic regulation that was passed in 2004. And um, our regulation is the Lake Simcoe Conservation Authority Regulation Development Interference with Wetlands and Alterations to Shorelines and Watercourses. We do have regulation mapping. It's available for viewing at um, most municipal offices, um, regional office, regional municipality offices, and our own office. It's also available online um, at our website. This is just an example of, um, of one of the regulation maps. This is uh, regulation map 19, I believe. Um, and this right here. It's where you are right now. Now our regu limits, regulation limits, they include uh, shoreline um, erosion and shoreline flooding, dynamic beach hazards, uh, floodplains, erosion hazards, watercourses, wetlands, uh, lands adjacent to wetlands, and valley lands. Now the lands adjacent to wetlands, they would be any, any um, lands, um, for a provincially significant wetland, it would be within 120 meters, and for any other wetland, it would be 30 meters. And we just have an interest in those lands from a hydrologic point of view for, for the wetlands. If there are any discrepancies in the mapping, um, we refer back to the text of our regulation. Um, so in some instances, we may not have um, a hazard land mapped, 
but it, it does fall back to the text. So if we do recognize that there is a wetland there, or there's a watercourse there that's not mapped, uh, the regulation still applies on that feature. This is um, just a sample of one of the shorelines. I think this is actually Musselman's Lake where we are now. And that's just a, a watercourse and then the associated hazard would be the meander belt that would be regulated as well. And if there's a valley land associated with it, the valley land also would be regulated. Now any decisions that are made under the Planning Act are required to conform to the Oak Ridges Marine Plan. Um, decisions made by agencies such as the Conservation Authority on permitting matters that are not currently prescribed by regulation under the Oak Ridges Marine Conservation Act or the Greenbelt Act, they, um, we cannot legally enforce that through our regulation. Um, so as a result, the policies and the provisions of the Greenbelt Plan, they can't be legally enforced through our administration um, for permitting and enforcement unless our regulation is amended by the province. So because of that, um, in August last year, our board of directors, they passed a recommendation um, that any provincial plans and their policies will be implemented where possible and through the best efforts through our plan review permit process. So our staff at our office, we now implement um, the following plans uh, through our regulation. Uh, the provincial policy statement that was issued under the Planning Act, the Oak Ridges Marine Conservation Plan, the Greenbelt Plan, and the Growth Plan for the Greater Golden Horseshoe. Now the intent of that um, recommendation was to direct development away from any key natural heritage feature um, and minim minimum vegetation protection zone as, as well as uh, key hydrological features. Um, these are recommendations that we make to the applicants through our effective communication and, and education. Um, and we apply uh, best efforts wherever possible approach. Um, and that is to recognize the existing uses. We also look at any stewardship opportunities. Um, for any devel um, development in relation to key natural heritage features, um, there may be studies required, an environmental impact study, to ensure no negative impact to those features and their functions. So the implementation of the provincial plans, um, where possible through the um, regulation, it just builds upon and strengthens the purpose and intent of our watershed development policies. And this approach, it does help fulfill the watershed goals to protect, conserve, and restore land and water within our, water, within our watershed. And we also have, this may be of particular interest to uh, some of you folks, um, in, if you're in the Lake Simcoe watershed, we do have what we call a land, landowner environmental assistance program. And, um, we, we call it LEAP. It used to be the old LSQIP program. Um, and the program objective is to improve the uh, water quality and wildlife habitat within the Lake Simcoe watershed. And this is a partnership um, with the Lake Simcoe Conservation Authority and its member municipalities, um, the region of York, Durham, and Simcoe, and the chapters of uh, Ontario Federation of Agriculture. <laughs> 
And this, um, this certainly does complement our, our regulation and the intent of our regulation. So what we offer, um, we offer uh, free technical assistance. That includes staff advice on any project um, or application preparation, um, physical help on completing some of the aspects of the project, coordination of, um, of contracted services, um, liaison with the permitting department in our office um, and any other approval agencies that may be out there, um, advice for community groups, and monitoring and collection of any baseline data. It also includes funding. And these are just some of the, um, I guess, the funding rates and the funding caps for some of the projects we have. Some that might be of interest to you would be the septic system upgrades and the repairs, um, stream and online pond improvements, and, and basically what we try to do is do stream improvements and removal of any online pond facilities. Uh, tree and shrub planting, that's generally uh, a fairly substantial one that a lot of landowners um, try, to, um, try to take advantage of and uh, wildlife habitat enhancement. And that basically is our watershed. Um, we've got York, a part of, part of York, the northern part of York, anything north of the Oak Ridges Moraine. Um, we've got into the northern part of Durham, um, a little bit of Kortha, and then uh, a small part of uh, Simcoe. And uh, that's it. <laughs>